welcome to the Barcelona Virtual Podcast on European Marketing and Innovation. In our 51st episode, we're wrapping up our series on European innovators by talking to Jamie Sanuda, an internationally recognized entrepreneur, speaker, and author. <laughs> She is all of that and more, Sonia. Jamie is a true trailblazer in marketing to women, which today is even more important given the explosive growth of e-commerce. Offline, as she has very well documented, women are responsible for over 80% of each buying decision. And now, Jema is convinced that women are poised to shape its natural evolution online in digital shopping. It's especially useful that we'll be looking at fresh information from a recent study about women and e-commerce, led by Jema. We'll share many of those findings in the program notes for this episode, which is Season 5, Episode 5. They'll find them on our blog at blog.bevirtual.com. As we'll see, for brands willing to listen and learn, the good news is that women are very open and faithful. They actively look for companies genuinely interested in knowing and understanding them. For my part, I think it's exciting we were able to record yet another live session, this time with Jamer. I've been following her work for years. That's right, Carrie. We invited her to a live conversation with me, together with Jacqueline Ramos, Creative Director at Barcelona Virtual. And to give voice to Gen Z, we're also happy that Natalie Shirk joined us. Paul, that should be interesting. As I understand it, Natalie has joined our team this summer from the United States as an international business intern. Natalie is grand. Sharp as a tack, as Caleb might say. Could you please share more information about our guest before we listen to the live session? My pleasure, George. Jema Cernuda began her own consulting company 22 years ago, exclusively focused on the topic of effective communication strategies to women. She's been a key agent of change in a field where stereotypes abound. Wouldn't you say so, Natalie? Yeah, I absolutely would. I'm impressed by her evolution. Communications director at a major food company, her studies at Columbia in New York, her books, and then that great TED Talk. Well, now that Jema Sarnuda is focusing on e-commerce, get ready for some surprising ideas. I'm ready. The following content is brought to you by the BV Innovation Lab. Voice services, AI, virtual reality, and neuromarketing are only a few of the ways we help you innovate in a safe space. To learn more, go to lab.bevirtual.com. That's lab.bevirtual. Com. At the BV Innovation Lab, we bring you the future today. Jema, thank you so much for joining us. I can't tell you how excited our voice team has been, our entire team has been, knowing that you're coming. And I really appreciate your time sharing with us and, in fact, with our, our global audience. Thank you, Paul, and all the European um, team for inviting me. And really, I'm so excited to speak for the first time internationally about my research. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have to say to that very same audience that um, you are a pioneer in the area of connecting and communicating to women in a, in a very effective way. And you've also gained a lot of um, respect because it's focused on the fact that women are behind 80% of most sales. Uh, they're really the motor of uh, business and purchase decisions. However, let me say also to everybody in, a, in an introductory way that, Jamie, you've been very a visionary because I think you're 
the first person that really kept underlying to marketing and advertising people, men and women are different and you need to communicate to them in different ways. Can you explain maybe, you know, the basics of that? Well, there are, I'm going to give you two tips, quick tips to understand that we decide and we um, fall in love with brands in a different way. Um, we women decide in a spiral way and men in the vertical way. What does that mean? That means that when we are looking for a product to buy to something, we search in a different places, in different stores, in different opinions, in different um, uh, ways of finding what we're looking for. For instance, uh, uh, red trousers. So we look for um, an expert in, in um, fashion, a shop, a blog, whatever. When men want red trousers, they just go down at lunchtime and they get the red trousers. Boom, Vertical, boom, boom. That's one tip, no? So I think that knowing this, as advertisers, we, we will put our advertising in those different places where women look for the red trousers before buying them. But men, if they just go to the mall at lunchtime, there's only one place to put the advertising. So, Okay, I just want to uh, ask you in this whole conversation also, uh, you know, uh, Natalie and Jackie, let's always be respectful of men. Men, we do, are, we're on and off, and it's not just about beer or sports. Uh, we're also very pragmatic with those decisions. We go for the red trousers, and that's the end of the story. So, uh, well, you know, uh, we're talking already about e-commerce, but uh, um, I think the these basics are very important to keep in mind that we really want to connect with each particular type of consumer in the correct way, right? But speaking about e-commerce, you recently have published a new study that uh, you've done here in Spain and Catalonia. And by the way, Spain and Catalonia are right in line with EU e-commerce figures. We'll look at that yes. in a moment. But what would be um, kind of a universal truth of the behavior of women across the EU, across the European continent? Um, in terms okay. of buying, maybe, in terms of buying behavior. In terms of buying behavior, online and offline, I guess, Paul, or online, basically. Um, well, we women, we go shopping and you men uh, buy. And the difference is that we go for the experience and everything counts. Every little detail counts. And, and men, they just go shop the red trousers, for instance. So that that's really a different um, uh, itinerary, a different way of getting there. I'm telling this, and me, Gemma, I am a woman, and sometimes I feel more um, on, on on the other behavior. Sometimes I feel more vertical than spiral, and you know what I told before, but like <laughs> we have to analyze. Yeah, we have to analyze the, the big behaviors and then make decisions and get insights. So that's our job. And um, so men look for solutions, more practical, and we, we want to explore. We like to explore. We, we want to um, at, we want to go for uh, for uh, sh go shopping, and maybe we we don't shop what we were wanting um, at the beginning, and then we end up shopping another thing because we we value the, ex the experience. We want to explore. So I would say that this this is. Be a big difference uh, in, in the behavior okay. and the way the experience has to be designed. But it seems to me, and across uh, the EU here in Europe, because the podcast, our podcast focuses on marketing and innovation in Europe, it seems to me, too, that's another thing I saw in your study, 
that women are really looking for efficiency. They're looking for value, fast service. So maybe like quick ways to pay um, all of those things that are very uh, less experiential and more like uh, down to the details. I think um, that also jumped out at me when I looked at your study. Would that be correct that you could kind of extrapolate that to the rest of Europe? Yeah, yeah. We actually, we 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 women like to know who is behind that brand, um, even if it's a family mm -hmm. business. Who is that family, and um, what are the values of the brand? We do care about that. I understand that as part of the exploration, as part of shopping, because we want to uh, understand why is that brand um, telling this. Maybe it's because the way it was created, or because of the founder, or because um, the the solution they are they are helping in, in, in society. So yeah, the values are very important and we want to know the story behind. So the storytelling is really crucial. It is. Okay. Well, you know, I'm, I'm fascinated by the storytelling about your own life. You know, this is a multifaceted tema, uh, topic. So, hmm. Sounds like kind yes. of a race. Because Gemma, uh, I know in your personal life, you love to run <laughs> marathons, right? And that seems like a great metaphor for your own mission to change mindsets products, advertising, messages, and more. So as you lead the charge during these past 22 years, have brands improved? Are we getting closer to the finish line? Um, mm. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, no. Yet. no, yet. Thank you. Yes. We're, uh, Jacqueline, with Jackie, we're not getting close. I mean, we're not getting closer to the finish line yet, but we are... Um, running in a good pace and um we're actually uh going through the wall which is uh, when you run a marathon it's at the 30 32 k's there you feel like you're going to die and you can run no more and that's enough and what's the crazy thing i'm doing and it's normally the 30 32 k's and it's called the wall so if you're able to mm. cross Bye. the wall then it's like okay um, it's only 10 Ks more. Come on, Gemma, keep going. Uh, you're so you there. see hope. You so, see hope, right? Yes, I'm seeing hope, Paul. Yeah, but it's still a lot to do. We cannot down the guard. Do you say down the guard in English too? Yeah, you cannot like relax. Lower, lower uh, your guard we, and relax, right? Lower your, yes. So uh, getting there, Jackie. Nice. So I have the impression that there are more women studying marketing and advertising than my own major, which is international business. Do you think that's made a difference in your opinion? Um, I still see a lot of pink. <laughs> you said pink. P I N K. <laughs> pink. There is um, too much pink, uh, Natalie. But do you know why? Uh, because still the big, the big, the big, big brand corporations, the big brand um, strategists and, and marketers are men, or at least are ruled through masculine uh, style. Um, and that's not the, that's not anybody's fault. That's the way it is. So what we have to do is to uh, change it and uh, like detect, like detect it say okay that's the problem let's change the way we think and the way we make decisions and 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 ask we ask women ask what do you want from my brand what do you want from the the experience what do you want from the automobile industry what do you want from the banking industry what do you want from the travel industry what what is really moving you and and study it understand that 
listen to that. And it's that easy and that difficult at the same time. But that it, that's what we are like claiming in the in the market. And um, only three percent, only three percent, Natalie, three percent of women claim that their favorite color is pink. And we still keep on putting pink in every female product. It's like, come on, we don't like pink. Well, you know, Jema, <laughs> I'm impacted by everything you just said in the first part, which is women are clearly important. And secondly, there's such a difference in the patterns of shopping between men and women, both offline and online. And since many of our listeners and viewers, in the case of the video, uh, may not be in Europe, I'd like to spend a little time looking uh, in just a moment at some of the figures about the European e-commerce boom. And I just venture to say that it's really time when people hear these figures that marketers should sit up and notice and take notice of the importance of women. Yes, I totally agree. It sounds good. Okay, well, I, I'm going to have to consult my notes here, but uh, from this is from Statista.com. These are very recent uh, figures. According to them, the European e-commerce uh, market will continue to grow very quickly with revenues getting up to the $1 trillion mark by 2027. So that's our first yeah. point. Um, this is also um, something uh, that I think is very, very uh, significant. The e-commerce user penetration here in Europe exceeds 60% in the most mature uh, e-commerce markets. And then finally, EU companies generate roughly a fifth of their revenues already from online sales channels. And uh, the leader is also very surprising. You see, I'm wearing green. You know, I do have Irish heritage and it's Ireland where 40 percent of the sales in that country come from online. So uh, but uh, across the continent, it's generally uh, a fifth of the total sales. Uh, and that means 20 percent. As I understand it here in Spain, we're seeing a similar e-commerce explosion. Could you tell us a bit of, about that? Well, what is happening, at least what it came out from the research, is that, um, yes, uh, the online experience is um, occupying more and more time, even in young people. Um, like, young generations are the ones who are really um, uh, being the heavy users. One data that, that really impressed us is that all ages, we like the online experience, but we want to combine it with the physical experience. So mm. I would say that the online experience is growing, but, um, and I would say that this is one of the um, peculiar and specific character of Europe that we love the cities, the downtown, the old part of the cities. We like walking, we like, it's not a mall civilization is more downtown and a pedestrian um, city so we want to keep that that means the physical experience but we want to shop online so i would really make a point on this um insight and and really open an eye on that because we are every day more shopping online but we want the physical experience too so i would say that this yeah. is a challenge yeah. That, that for brands and for for business to really explore it. It's a peculiar evolution, as you say, and it has a very peculiar name, doesn't it? Because I saw that in your study, yes. Fidgetal, yes. so physical and digital. digital. 
And uh, you're kind of saying that in Europe, you have to have a good uh, cappuccino in the process, right? You know, you're, you're downtown, you're having your cappuccino with your friends, but right. then the, the digital is very important, right? And I would say, I would say really, I mean, you, you are the, the American and Natalie too of the, of the, uh, debate now, but I would say that that's a big difference between European way of living and North American way of living. And we like mm-hmm. the online experience, but we want to go downtown, get the cappuccino, maybe window shopping and then shop online. So mm. that's the way we are. Of course, we can change. Um, the pandemic changed us 360 degrees, so we can change the behavior. But I wouldn't miss that point because that really connects with us. I, I touch my, my heart when I say that, that connects with us. So if we as brands are able to really explore the physical and the digital experience, we'll gain them in, in the positive important. way. Yeah, Gemma, I was going to ask you that also. What should be the good practices for brands in their e-commerce campaigns to women? I think you already answered that. <laughs> okay. Um, well, maybe in terms of the online experience, right? Like exactly. the, the details yeah. of the e-commerce experience, right? In the, in terms of the e-commerce experience, Jackie, I would say um, a good, honest authentic brand with real values that that they transmit that when i call to this brand to the e-commerce when i whatsapp with them when i have a, a question there's a human person that answers me and in real time and empathizes with me and uh, understands what do i need so i want this understanding empathy authenticity I want this, even shopping online. I'm shopping online, but I want that, okay? If I call because I need um, help, I want some a human person answering. And it came all in the research, it came all the time. So so really, um, audience, I'm telling you seriously, I'm going to put a serious face now. We want <laughs> humans there. Men too, but women with, it's a must for us. And and that's also a challenge. Okay, that's a challenge. Hello, let's challenge life. So we want humans there answering our questions. We um, want the delivery process to be precise on time. There is a research done that says that we are able to, to understand even a three-day delivery, but not more than that. So if there is already that data, like take care of that. There are other research that analyze that. We are afraid and at the same time ashamed of being hacked in cyber attacks. When you give your, your credit card, when you pay online, there are many, many, many uh, frauds and people get um, robbed. I was, I was uh, hacked. It's happening. And that's one of the, the main uh, triggers are things that stop us from buying online, shopping online. So let's take care of that. Let's be the brave brand that says we are secure. And those are challenges, but that's what we want. We want one to feel secure. We want human voices on the other side. We want authenticity. But it sounds simple, right? It's a great opportunity for brands. 
it seems that women really want to be a- accompanied also. They want the brand to really yes. be by their side yes. in terms of values, in terms of the quality and the whole delivery. And then if there's any problem, they're not really interested in like chatbots or AI so much. Uh, you know, They're not going to go running to chat GPT. They want a real person to, to solve any any problem they and they want to make sure that they feel comfortable that that makes a lot of sense it makes me think of one thing that you always used to say we, we did a project together for playstation i think yes. about 10 years ago that was very important yes. you said if it's good for women it's good for men and you know because Absolutely. these are yes. like core values and i really resonate with that well, one thing that i love about uh, doing qualitative research is that when you get to the bone <laughs> when you get to the health truth and then you get the Total truth, <laughs> um, that's the real, the real insight. And um, and there is something that we don't really say at the first answer, at the first, I don't know, contact. But uh, we women, men too, but we women, we don't like to give the email we, because uh-huh. we find uh-huh. it really intrusive. So let's find another way of getting their contact. I don't know which one it is, but or at least ask for the email in the fourth um, screen, not in the first screen, you know what I mean? Like the first contact, the first approach, the first moment of truth that you have with a brand, don't ask the email in that point because that's so intrusive. Would you agree with that, Natalie? Is that like somebody being too pushy at a party or something? Or how, how would you see that, Natalie? Yeah, I I agree because a lot of times, like, I only want certain brands that are already my love marks, as we talk about here, um, to be sending me emails. I don't want emails from a bunch of random things. Maybe I'm just browsing. I, I don't want to get a bunch of emails that aren't really relevant to me. But um, as a, someone from North America who's been living in Barcelona, I would say that I've already adapted to that um lifestyle of shopping, like walking around in the more pedestrian uh, friendly city, as you were talking about. So how do e-commerce platforms allow people to have, especially women, their free will walking around shopping and also get them to come online and shop digitally? And what errors should they avoid to that may prevent women from shopping through the e-commerce platform? Ah, Good question. Um, well, um, I would say that if you have a lot of budget, you can uh, create a wonderful online experience and and an extraordinary online experience too. But if it's not the case, I would say that at least in Europe, in the, the way we live and in our culture, um, and actually, in the Mediterranean uh, countries, that the weather is nice, you like to be outside, the daylight is forever. So you really want to enjoy the, the city and the, the outdoors. So let's create pop-up stores or let's create experiences. Mm-hmm. Let's create um, spaces, moments, um, even corners on a, on a shop, I don't know, on a, a street market, create uh, um, uh, brand experiences that you see the brand on the street and then you know that you, you, you can have it online too. But mm-hmm. um, it's it's more a matter of being creative than a matter of budget sometimes, no? 
Okay, when you don't have budget, you have to be creative. Comes to my mind, there is a, a Spanish um, erotic uh, um, um, gadgets uh, brand called Platano Melon. I don't know if you know that brand name, Platano Melon. And they only sell online. And there was actually two uh, Catalan women entrepreneurs and the project is really big and they're going international now, Platano Melon. They do things really cool um, in terms of marketing. And they are... Their target is Gen, Gen Z millennials, but more like, I don't know, 1830, something like that. They only sell online, but once in a, in, a, in a time, I don't know, maybe three times per year, they create a big pop-up movement. And, and they were really impressed about how hundreds and thousands of young late, girls and boys, but ma mainly girls, they when there they wanted to touch the products i mean they wanted to touch it before buying it because they were buying it before touching it no so and they and they realized that, oh really i mean the offline experience is so important for though for them and we were we're not aware of that so i think that it gives you the uh, the opportunity to test that and and they have to combine I, I know that I said that before, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on saying that at, at least in European um, mindset because we need sometimes to touch the product to have the experience to see somebody else buying it like oh this woman are like me it's like a sharing experience in a way. Sharing yes. and mirroring, yeah, and I, I think yes. um, I think it actually might go beyond Europe in that you're you're describing quite well the digital experience where we uh, need to have uh, offline uh, brands that offer us more, and part of that is very social um, and outside of the mall in different ways, you know, very tangible. Thank you very much for the second part because I think you're offering to our audience and to us many things that are very practical and pragmatic. And I, I would like to just also remind all of our listeners or viewers that um, they should also not forget the program notes associated with this episode on our blog. This is uh, season five, episode five, and you'll find a host of different resources uh, on the blog, including this video once it's published. So now why don't we take a look at some surprising discoveries you made, Jema, in our next section when we think of your study and find out things that we didn't expect to find. Yes. Well, I have to tell you guys, my head is spinning. I mean, my neurons are very happy. This is really interesting information. And uh, Jackie, I'm going to turn to you now because you work every day, day in and day out with our e-commerce uh, clients. You know what the reality is. Uh, and you saw the study. What most surprised you from JAMA's uh, e-commerce and women's study? Yeah, I think that would be, without a doubt, how, how women are living in e-commerce subscriptions services. Uh, 33% uh, program their purchases. That's crazy for me. A programming programming with subscriptions. Yes. Wow. Why is that, Jema? That's coming from female consumers. Uh, actually, it surprises me too, Jackie. And uh, thanks to that uh, insight, I knew the word subscronomy that I didn't know that word. 
subscription and economy subscribing. As a marketer, it guarantees you a monthly fee. So if you are clever enough to design an experience or a service that can have a monthly uh, fee, that's a subs subscription too. So as a marketer, is a way of being uh, financially fit. And as a customer, as a consumer, it's also a commodity because in, in things that have a big volume, like, I don't know, um, uh, water or toilet paper, you know how much are you going to, to need every month? Some medicines sometimes. You take, I don't know, vitamins or some things that you don't get it from the pharmacy. You know that you need one box per month and and the problem is solved and somebody's taking care of it and you know that you're going to have your vitamins the first day of every month in your um, um, uh, post office. No? It's surprising, but then when you come get down to analyze it, it does make sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's also the mental release of thinking about, I have to shop that thing. If I have my subscription, I know it's going to arrive to my home. Like the yeah. coffee machine we have in the agency, for example, we'll have a subscription. So it's like mm -hmm. super convenient. Yeah. Something that I was very surprised to see from Gemma's study was only 10% of consumers are buying from social media, which you would think it would be so much more as everything becomes more digital. So why is that? Uh, Natalie, I was I was surprised as you are now, and um, um, I don't know the the why. I have to get the data and and believe it because if you make a research and and you combine quantitative and qualitative and read a lot of papers and you come to that point, it should be more truth than false. So I have to accept it and and share it. But I would say that. Um, Sometimes we say yes when we talk in a, um, in a, having a beer with a friend or a coffee at the office that, yes, did you see that? I don't know, popular person or famous saying that they use Nespresso or they, they run with Nike shoes. And you may think that you wear Nike because that famous people said that, but the way you decide and the way you really end up buying it's not because uh jennifer lopez is running with nikes because maybe <laughs> yeah but the easy answer is say yes i believe in the or maybe the fact that the famous people um uh, are, are are brand ambassadors they make the aspiration and inspiration that, that we said before may, may inspire you to feel like she or like her but but then at the very end you don't buy. That that is not the point that really helps you to make the decision. It, it, there are yeah, other things. actually, so, actually, you're talking about you're talking about two um, data points in your study. As Natalie says, on the one hand, uh, only ten percent are buying from or through social media, and then what shocked me truly with all the money spent on influencers is what you're saying, Jema, that. Uh, influencers they really don't move the purchase so maybe if with your permission i'd like to uh boomerang back to natalie you know um do you buy as like gen z do you buy from social media 
or is it maybe part of your customer journey where you get informed, but then, as Jema was saying earlier, you look for an experience uh, offline, uh, having a coffee with friends, and you, I don't know, tell us a bit about how you react to social media from your point of view, uh, Natalie. For Might me, be interesting yeah, for Jema. Yeah, for me, as a Gen Z consumer, I guess, I would say that it's definitely more of a customer journey thing. Like you see all these things on different social media platforms that all of these influencers are just coming out of everywhere. And you might see like scroll down your page and 10 of them are drinking the same drink and making an ad about it. But that doesn't make me say, Oh, I want to go buy that. But maybe I feel like it convinces me more if I see it in the store and I'm able to hold the product and look at it and just feel what it would be like to own it almost before actually making that purchase. We are not that far away. As generation, I mean, I mean, we are not that far away because we think that, I think that um, we also uh, want to have the, all the journey um, experience that you said. And we don't, uh, put that importance on a famous uh, person because he or she is using the product. So we're not that far away, I would say, as different generations. Jema, sorry, I keep stepping on your toes, but it's just because we are having a very inter interactive session here. Step, um, step you... on me, Paul. Step on me. <laughs> <laughs> step on me. Um, both of you are making me think I have to ask this question. Um, is this a matter of trust that... Um, Women just don't trust influencers. I mean, they know they're paid a lot of money. Uh, I think women are much more pragmatic and they're looking for value. And they're looking for all of the things that were so useful in this session. You know, also the brand's ethics, its its personality, being being accompanied by them. Go ahead. Uh, we, I, I'd like to hear your response to that. I say three because I don't want to get offline without saying that. And the, the three main things that make us women and i'm sure men too but women for sure shop online are the first thing is price the price, price okay online is cheaper than offline normally convenience of course i bring you i i mean they bring that home so that's convenience but the third thing which is really important is trust so mm. price convenience and trust and that's it that's it so um i, w I wouldn't say that it's very different to, to men but it really came out from the research that the three things that um move us to get online and shop are um price convenience and trust wow and um that, so we have to work on that we have to work as as marketers in that case as advertisers and yes branding experts we should work on those three values well let me tell you i i'm really enjoying the session uh we're actually coming in for a landing now uh but i'm so glad that natalie you joined us and to have um jackie's professional opinion uh to all of these topics uh maybe we can end looking into the future and uh one thing that we're looking at here in the agency in the innovation lab is X commerce, which is by anytime, anywhere, any channel. And I think women will definitely lead that too. 
But as you look further into the future, maybe 2030 or into the into the 2030s, you know, what what does e-commerce mean for women for their future? Um, I love that question, Paul, because there, there are two things that really um even I work on feminine branding, as you said before, and I and that's my my mission. And I, I'm convinced that there has to be a feminine way of looking at brands and in creating experiences. I have never thought about that. And two things that that came out from the research: one is that um, e-commerce empowers women. And and what does mm-hmm. that mean? That means that the fact that I can create my business, my experience, my proposal online um, gives me, the, as a woman, gives me the opportunity to be an entrepreneur, to have my own income, to to try my startup, because it depends only on, on having a laptop and on my time. I can do it at night. I can do it wherever I want to. So it doesn't relate to a budget is more uh, is more related to um, to wanting it so i think that and i it i it was um enlightened for me and nice to be aware of that because I, as a woman entrepreneur and feminist and working on that i, I never thought about that window that the e-commerce was opening and the second thing that I like it very much, and actually, it, it's it's related to what we are doing now, Paul and Natalie and Jack. Is that the e-learning, the e-learning, the e-learning um, uh, puts men and women at the same level, and on the screen, we all have the same space. <laughs> we all have the same. A square or whatever you say the correct way the same window one by the way no and what does that mean metaphorically and physically that in on the e-learning experience we are all equal it doesn't matter if he, if the one who is speaking now is the ceo or is the receptionist or is the mm-hmm. uh delivery guy so and and that also empowers the the e-learning so uh, those two insights were really like blowing for me, like, oh, yes. So, um, yes, <laughs> yes, oh, yes, yes, it opens, it opens. And my, of course, the learning um, reduces uh, the environment pollution, whatever, many, many other things, no? But the fact that as a matter of um uh, inclusion it includes us all because we are all equal in that screen right now mm-hmm. well it's a very very bright future i thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy international travel schedule no, research schedule i think i think you've cloned yourself somehow and to have this <laughs> wonderful time uh with you has been absolutely uh, fantastic and i i venture to say that if there are undoubtedly some very fortunate listeners who were paying attention and taking notes on this conversation that in years ahead, exactly what you're saying, they will find that they have founded their own companies, that they are e-commerce successes, and it may have just started right here. So thank you very much, Gemma. Thank you very much. Gracias. Thank Thank you, Gemma.
Remember to check out our podcast directory at podcast.bevirtual.com. You'll find five seasons with over 50 episodes, including very interesting chats with European innovators, marketers, and entrepreneurs. And don't forget to look for the videos of our live sessions, available on the Barcelona Virtual YouTube channel, as well as in the program notes on our blog. Thanks for listening and until next time, adios, from Spain. This flash briefing is brought to you by Barcelona Virtual, a European internet pioneer. To visit us, type the letter B together with virtual.com. That's bvirtual.com.